Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined by my good buddy, Aram in Toronto. What up, Aram? Hello. Nice to be back. How's your yeah, summer? It's, uh, it's, it's summering. It's summering for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's been kind of slow. You know, I haven't put as many episodes out as I do in the regular season or the playoffs, of course. But... And I also don't want to like, I haven't felt the urge to just like force an episode. Yeah. There's really been nothing to, to, to talk about. It's too been much. pretty dead. It's been pretty dead. Like, uh, you know, beyond uh, a few uh, trade demands and things here and there. But, but even then there's been like, so, so little like action. Right. So, um, you know, everybody needs a little bit of rest. Right. Including yeah. Yeah yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> i earned it so on to the uh the the main course of this episode uh you know for for a while i had wanted to talk about you know comparing two of our favorite and you know warriors fans favorite historically favorite teams which was run tmc yep. versus the we believe team and you know like just debating one of those fun off-season debates about who would win. But you had an even better idea, and you took it, as you usually do, to this gamified next level. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you would have been really good uh, developing, like, game shows, man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I Yeah. So, no, I mean, you know, there's so much Run TMZ nostalgia. I, I think, you know, Hardaway uh, made it into the Hall of Fame this year um, to join – the other two, uh, Mullen and, and and Mitch, and also they the uh, the the new uniform alternate yeah. uniform they'll have this year is a Run TMC kind of throwback uh, jersey. So how do you feel about those those throwbacks? Oh, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. Like I, I you know I think that team or you know that series of teams um, has such a special place in fans' hearts. You know if if you watched basketball at that time, and for me I. You know that was the area that was the era where I started getting interested in basketball. So, so in that respect, you know, that's absolutely a big part of why I became a Warriors fan. So, um, so I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about that, but I do want to talk about uh, what we're going to do. So, yeah. um, because we talked about like you know we just shoot shoot the breeze over over text or whatever, like who would win, uh, run TMC or we believe right. And, uh, and so I, I thought we could expand it a little bit because, um, you know, if we're not counting the Splash Brothers era, which is, you know, the two playoff runs plus the dynasty run, mm-hmm. um, if we're not going to count the Splash Brothers teams, um, then we can, <laughs> it's pretty easy to, you can count the number of playoff uh, teams on your hand that have mm-hmm. happened since, uh, you know, probably since we've started watching basketball. So like you literally can count it on one hand. Um, so, um, I mean, I think I started watching slightly later than you, but I went back and I looked at, I I wanted to create a basketball tournament of these playoff teams (laughs) because we are talking about who would win. And, uh, so, so I've created a mini, a mini, uh, old warriors playoff tournament. This is a bracket system. Um, uh, I have based these teams off the, the rec, the seeding is based off the record of the year that they made the playoffs in mm-hmm. and uh and we're going to debate this and so you are going to take the one and four seeds 
So um, the the one seed, actually, you uh, listeners may be surprised, is the 1991-92 Warriors, which is Billy Owens' rookie year, which is the year after they traded Mitch Richmond. They went 55-27. and 27. I remember that was a big deal. And yep. uh, if you all remember, uh, this is the team that lost to the Sonics in uh, in the first round. Um, and the and the infamous uh, Sean Kemp Alton Lister. Uh, uh, oh, I just I mean that I, I don't know about you, but I remember watching that game. And as soon as that happened, I was like, this series is over. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. OK, so that's that's the that's the number one seed. They're actually going to be matched up against. The 2006-2007 Warriors, the We Believe team, and you are going to debate who who is going to win. So take some time to think about who uh, who's going to win and why. Uh, I mean, I think we all know, um, but you know, just for the sake of this kind of like look back, and then and then the two seed is uh, the 1993-94 Warriors. They went 50 and 32. This is Weber's rookie season. This is uh, Spreewell's All NBA season as well. So. And and the year that Hardaway uh, got injured, so uh, which I'm going to talk about uh, when we talk about the specific matchup. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Um, what was interesting about like di- diving into this, like you know, I mean, it didn't go deep. I'm not I'm not uh, like a, a you know Ben Taylor from Thinking Basketball or anything like that. I'm not a huge <laughs> analytics person. I mean, I'm going a lot off of memory here, but yeah. you know, looking at Basketball Reference. You know, I was surprised, and and I think I sent you a, a note. I was like, "Did you know that uh, that um, the Run TMC Warriors only made one playoff appearance, um, yeah. which was kind of wild, right? Because Hardaway, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was like uh, um, they basically had two years of Run TMC, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, and, and and you know, Mitch Richmond was not on the Warriors for very long." No. Uh, before he was traded for Billy Owens. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Number five pick in 1988. I yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, it, it was a really short run, which, you know, maybe in some ways that's what endeared them to fans even more. So, so it's going to be, it's going to, that's, so that's the 1990 91 Warriors team, which went 44 and 38. And that was the last run TMC team. Um, so, um, before we get into this, uh, mm-hmm. Or yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should. Uh, you know, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first in my uh, in my two three matchup? Like, um, what's, uh, I I don't know who would go first in a uh, uh, in a tournament. Like, which would it be the two three game or would it be the one four game? I think it would be the two three game because uh, they they probably save the number one seed for the, the there you go. Well, then matchup, so. yeah, let's do it that way then. Okay. All right. I gotta okay. Drink water here. <laughs> all right this, this is fun this is fun i love looking at these uh these lineups by the way i was gonna say that that sean kemp dunk i mean that pretty much set the course for the warriors for the next like 15 years because that 100 percent convinced them to trade for weber etc 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 i mean it, it had so many ripple effects i mean i think yeah. i think i read somewhere that uh alton lister's wife basically said that like he couldn't get a job after that. I mean, um, I don't think Alton Lister was was doing that well anyway, and you know he was kind of on the downside of his career already. But um, but this poor guy, he was just hung out to dry. If you go back and watch the clip, I mean, part of it is 
is, you know, 90s era basketball defense. Um, there was a lot of illegal defense. You could only be so far away from your from your person without, you know, a double team. But, man, the defense was bad. The rotations uh, on that specific play, even in the 30 seconds that you watched that, terrible. Like, Mullen kind of dropped down into the lane, but basically ran away from Kemp. And, <laughs> like, not not to call out Mullen, but, I mean, he kind of like, Alton Lister got hung out to dry. And mm-hmm. uh, and the pointing was just uh, icing on the cake there. But, uh, yeah. um, oh, man. Yeah. It's uh that 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 is that is the the Warriors past. Uh, I mean, I have night. I I do have nightmares about that about that dunk. Yeah, so, yeah. It's yeah. Anyway, okay, okay. So two three matchups. So we're we're taking the Weber the Weber Spreewell uh, 93-94 team, which that is the team that lost to the Phoenix Suns, the Charles Barkley Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and uh, they lost to the, them in the playoffs. It was Weber's only only season. So. Um, but actually, I wanted to. I, I I got my notes jumbled here a little bit. I was going to talk about Run TMC first, actually, which is our three okay. seed. And um, but the bigger question is, I wanted to ask you is uh, while we're doing this, uh, this look back at these kind of uh, ill-fated playoff teams, is how do you measure success? Um, so are are you a are you a Herm Edwards? You play to win the game. <laughs> um, or are you, or do you just want to be entertained? Because I think, uh, you know, in this dynasty cycle that we've been in, we're we're very uh, focused on like you you play to win the game, you play to win the championship, and anything. Chase else. wins. Yeah, is a relative <laughs> failure, right? But I think, but I think if you think back to this era, because I've I've been thinking about why Run TMC is so revered, right? And and it's because they were entertaining. Like it's that simple. Uh, mm-hmm. And that Warriors fans from that era onward until, you know, 2015 uh, never thought championship, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I kind of weigh everything, not in a mathematical precise way, but I think about a couple of things. I think about how good I think the team actually was, what the record was, how they finished in the playoffs, how entertaining they were, what the matchups were. Uh, who, how many like all stars they had, how many like Hall of Famers, um, they had stuff like that. So that's kind of the criteria. I'm just gonna, I'm just rolling with that. The thing about Run TMC, it's because I was like a Warriors fan during the Sleepy Floyd, Winston Garland, JB Carroll era. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that was rough, but it was like <laughs> you know when when Sleepy Floyd dropped 51 on the Lakers. I remember being so proud. You know, proud for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I just remember, like, it, it's also interesting because I was so young, like that two-year span of Mitch Richmond, Hardaway, Mullen, Run TMC. Like, it, you didn't realize it was so short, right? Mm-hmm. It was heartbreaking when when uh, Richmond was traded, um, and so for me, like, that is part of the reason because it's part of my formative years. Right. And I think a lot of people it's, it's their formative years. Cause if you think about the eras of Warriors basketball fans, people our age, Gen Xers, whatever, uh, like that's what they attached to. That was the first time the Warriors in our lifetimes, anyone cared. 
You know what I mean? Like, because we'd always been getting like the terrible draft picks and like the just bad luck all the way through and bad decisions and whatnot. And so, you know, especially during the the Showtime era, right? Everything in LA Mm -hmm. was just so loud. And in the 80s, the NBA was just trying, David Stern was trying to get like people interested in NBA. And then Michael Jordan came on the scene. So like, you know, when when Jordan said Mitch Richmond was one of the toughest guys uh, he played against, like that makes me feel very like happy and, and I know, those, I know. Those eras, right. I know the exact feeling. <laughs> and, and the thing was too, was that I was a big college basketball fan and I was a big Georgetown fan. And so when we didn't get the number one pick in 85 and we didn't get Patrick Ewing Patrick, yeah, and we ended up number seven, got Chris Mullen and I was a Georgetown fan. I did not like Chris Mullen <laughs> right from St. John's. So uh, that was like a downer, but to see him get past his alcoholism and then to become a, a dream team or a hall of famer, legit, like one of the best players in the league. That was, that was huge. And then like Hardaway, that's the thing, Mitch Richmond, I didn't really know who he was, but he was like this number five pick. And then Tim Hardaway was like, what, like the 17th pick or something. I don't know. And so like I knew college basketball pretty well, but he was pulling people out of a hat that I was like really impressed by. And that, that's what I, you know, and, and part of the reason why I liked Nelly so much, and he would also grab people out of the CBA, right? Like yeah. Mario Welly, Vincent Askew, people who would, John Starks, people that would actually stick in the league. And I was like, oh, yeah, this, this guy's good. So, uh, you know, there were a lot of like homegrown elements to it. And that's where my homegrownness probably comes from, you know, my fondness yeah. for it. No, it, it definitely fits the uh, the kind of like Bay Area and especially Oakland kind of mentality. You 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 have these kind of like um, ragtag under underdog crew, you know, that it's going to take on take on the Lakers, uh, you know, and they may not win, but they're gonna they're gonna fight hard and they're gonna entertain you at the same time, right? And then you have this kind of like wacky coach who you know does these kind of idiosyncratic things and you know, gets Manute Bowl to shoot threes and <laughs> those kind of things, right? So, I mean, you know, it, I think it's no mistake to 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 think about, though, even though it was, like, so short that um, if you think about the pre-Dynasty years, the most beloved teams are, are Run TMC and We Believe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they were able to capture the imagination for, you know, despite it being such a, a brief amount of time. And maybe and maybe because it was brief, right? Um Maybe if they had sustained some playoff, uh, some some playoff uh, uh, runs, but always lost, you know, there would be a different kind of disappointment with yeah. them, right? Because it's yeah, like, totally. oh, they never got over the hump, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, this is more of a what what could have been, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, which is the same as the We Believe team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I was just curious about you know the the run TMC teams because you know. Um, so this last run TMC team, they actually, you know, in terms of the entertainment, they they beat the Spurs uh, and David Robinson three uh, one in the first round, and and the Spurs were the number two seed, um, and and I mean I'm just ju- judging off the box scores and kind of looking at that, it's like you know they basically outscored them. Marshallonis had a great series. Um, they played a lot of small ball. Like Mario Ellie was like the starting power forward, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 top the top five uh, players in terms of minutes were all the the shortest people on the team. Um, so um, so you know 
I, I remember that being a big a big deal that they that they uh, beat the Spurs. Now in the second round, they lost to the Lakers in a gentleman sweep, four uh, one. And uh, man, it they were bludgeoned by these Lakers. Uh, like basically every game was one hundred twenty five uh, or more. Like they gave up one hundred twenty one hundred twenty five in every game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Magic averaged a triple double in this series, and this is this is the Lakers team that made it to the finals. Uh, they're kind of like last hurrah with Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they were a good team. I mean, I think at the time, you know, when they played the Bulls, they felt a little long in the tooth, but but obviously in a, a really veteran team um, with some great players too. So um, you know, I mean, part of me like looking at these run the the run TMC, you know, off some of the the stats is like. You know what? Uh, is it is it too much of a hot take to say Run TMC was overrated? Um, not in our hearts, not overrated in our hearts, but like if you objectively looked at it, like they only had one playoff appearance, um, and that's why I'm asking, like, how do you measure success? Because if you measure mm-hmm. it by that, uh, you know they they made one playoffs, they they wanna they won one series, and uh, and otherwise, like they didn't they didn't do much other than capture our hearts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think if people say they're overrated, you can't really argue against that because, like, here's the thing: it's like it's not so much that like they were like this great team, but it's like the problem is always that their trajectory was cut short, and that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. the issue. And we imagine how good they could have been. So saying they're overrated, like they weren't that good. Yeah, like their results were like, you know, they upset the Spurs and they lost to the Lakers and went to the finals. Like that's a good building block for a team, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's when they traded for Billy Owens, right? So it's yeah. over. So it's really hard to say like, oh, they they weren't – it's hard to say that they were a great team because they weren't a great team yet. And I think that's what the issue is. And, you know, and I think that's still like an interesting team to look at in terms of, you know, this, this tournament you've set up and like comparing them about, you know, to, to, to who would win, because it's, it's fascinating to me because, you know, like they were too small. And so they wanted this, uh, you know, quote unquote, Magic Johnson type six, nine Billy Owens out of Syracuse who couldn't shoot. They went with him, got rid of Mitch Richmond, and then then they found out they need like actually a guy who can play against like Sean Kemp, and so then they try to get even bigger, and you know, and uh, it's it's almost like it was replicated a little bit later, a little bit with the We Believe team, mm-hmm. uh, which we can get into later on because you know that was a team that also was you know systematically dismantled yeah. prematurely, yeah. and uh, which brings me to another player uh, in this whole saga is uh, Don Nelson is at the core of a lot of these teams, right? Well, uh, all of them actually. (laughs) (laughs) um, If you're talking about systematically deconstructing something, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I look at this, uh, I mean, you know, we're talking a lot about like what would have been after, uh, you know, had they kept Mitch uh, on the team, but you know, if we're looking at this 90, 91 roster, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if I'm, if I'm being objective and and honest uh, and this is not any secret, like we knew this at the time, like they kind of had a trash roster, (laughs) you know, there's some, there's some amazing, you know, some high scoring uh, guards and wings and, and then Alton Lister, Jim Peterson and Tom Tolbert, you know, um so the the roster balance is, is was quite bad 
And and I think more than anything is uh, if I'm just looking at this uh, this matchup and how how will this run TMC uh, team match up with the the Weber team, uh, they sucked on defense. They were 23rd out of 27 teams in terms of defensive rating. Um, they were higher, of course. Um, they were they were only well, they were only sixth in offensive rating, um, which is like maybe a little surprising in terms of you know what you would expect from a team that was kind of heralded as being this kind of like offensive offensive machine so um so those are some those are some things that make me give me pause about uh, thinking that uh, run tmc is going to win this matchup but uh you know the the heart is is tugging right now but uh but let's talk about the 93 94 warriors so uh, you mentioned before um uh they they had a really weird uh and tough season uh before um, lots of players missed games. That was uh, Spreewell's rookie year in the 92-93 season. Um, but, uh, and so they ended up getting that, uh, the third pick, trading uh, uh, Penny Hardaway and three draft picks for Weber. Uh, it seemed like the missing piece. Like, and Weber was like getting, like getting him. Like, you know, there's momentous like landmarks in my Warriors memory. And, you know, the Sean Kemp dunk. But like getting Weber on draft night, that was huge. That was huge. Yeah. He was the missing piece, right? Like yeah. we had the pieces, we had Hardaway, we had Mullen, we still had them. Spreewell's on the way up. Um, you know, Billy Owens, still a young player um, who had some, you know, glimpses. We didn't really pay attention to shooting as much back then. Um, but it was so, it was kind of a weird, a weird team, right? Because um, Hardaway, gets hurt right before the season starts. Um, they end up signing Avery Johnson, who was just a journeyman at that point. He had not mm-hmm. really uh, stuck in the league. and um, But he ended up being kind of a team leader. Uh, if you remember, he had those little uh, 15-foot baseline jumpers that were money. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. was like the only shot he could ever make. Uh, <laughs> and, and maybe a few kind of lefty layups. Uh, but he was feisty and, and, a, and a good leader. He did the, um, but, you know, the big behind the back pass that yeah, yeah, yeah. Mondo does. He he uh, Avery Johnson did that first. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so he actually, you know, filled in pretty well, uh, as well as anybody could, especially at that late point. Um, but this was uh, you know, this was in in that way, um, there was a real leadership void, I think, with Hardaway getting injured. And then so the keys were kinda, I think, handed to Spreewell in a lot of ways. Uh, or he took the, the keys. Um, Mullen was also hurt, uh, at some times in this season. And I, and I noticed on basketball reference that he came off the bench for, for half of his games, uh, which I didn't remember, but, um, so that was pretty interesting. And, and then also again, looking at, uh, at basketball reference, this was an incredibly young team, you know, maybe not nominal nominally in terms of their age, but in terms of people's experience on this roster. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if you look back with the you know benefit of history, you can you can see why the wheels fell off. I mean, Mullen was the was the only true vet on this roster. You, if you remember, they had you know Victor Alexander, Chris Gatling, Byron mm-hmm. Houston. They had all of these these uh, young players who were just trying to you know uh, get a foothold in the in the league. And you know, honestly, yeah, again, it's no wonder that the wheels f- fell off. And especially when you have somebody, somebody as volatile as Don Nelson was at this time. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and he couldn't, he couldn't hold it together. He alienated Weber. Um, 
ultimately this is this team is the is the is the biggest what if of my warriors fandom in terms of like if if they had held it together and if hardaway had not gotten hurt would that you know was there a leadership void that he would have filled or or would it have gotten worse faster Mm -hmm. um i mean that's maybe a different episode in the future but um but in terms of this matchup um this i i i mean seeing the dynasty run and Kerr's emphasis on defense. Um, and it's not always pretty, but, uh, I I'm, I'm more convinced than ever that defense wins championships. And this team was actually 13, 13th out of uh 27 in defensive rating. And I'm sure defensive rating is not everything, but you know, but it's, it's a metric that we can use. And so, um, I mean, and they were ninth out of 27 on offense. So that's a pretty balanced team. Mm-hmm. Um, despite some of their kind of uh, experience issues, and the experience issues is what you saw. That's why they lost to the to the Suns, and the Suns were amazing that year too. So uh, it's no wonder it's a bad matchup. Um, so man, this one's this one's been hard. Uh, in terms of who I think would win, um, uh, I've been I've been stalling this whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I, but I, but I, 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 you know, I went into this. I was like. Uh oh man, the Weber team is gonna win for sure. And then as we were talking about like our nostalgia for for the Run TMC squad, I'm like, oh maybe they'll pull it out. But but I think ultimately, you know, the defense for me uh, is is the kicker. And um, you know, you still have you have Mullen on both teams. Mullen was probably better on the on the on the 91 team than the 94 mm-hmm. team. Um, younger and just more uh, focus of the offense. So, um, and then you also brought up the point: would would he be guarding himself, uh, which would be funny, um, <laughs> chasing himself around screens. But yeah, um, but I I think I'd go with the '94 Warriors, uh, just better defensively with Sprewell, Avery Johnson, uh, you know, on on the on the perimeter. Um, uh, I I think it might be a it would go the distance whether it was a five game or seven game series but uh, I would go yeah. with the uh, ninety four Warriors. Yeah, I mean for me it's kind of an easier call. Uh, I, I would go with the ninety three ninety four Warriors as well. I mean they had all the things that the ninety ninety one Warriors didn't have. You know, like so Spreewell was another guy that Don Nelson impressed me by by picking out of nowhere and then all of a sudden you have this guy who's who can who's super athletic in his first year he played well with with um tim hardaway and he was a a defensive menace you know when he wanted Mm -hmm. to be so i think there was a a type of attitude and toughness with that 9394 team and i agree with you like that was the team that made everything that made the mitch richmond trade worth it was getting chris weber and ending up uh, uh, or it, it absolved the Mitch Richmond trade to me. Uh, so that team is the team that I was like, okay, now we're, now we're legit. When Timmy Hardaway went out with a busted ACL, I was like really, really bummed because it, you know, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like, oh, that's the, what if, if he doesn't get hurt and he's not like annoying and pestering uh, Chris Weber from the bench and he's there to like be on the team and they have and on-court chemistry are things different, you know? Yeah. Because uh, not like Hardaway was like that old, right? Yeah, I just think that even though Mullen was coming off the bench more, I, I think he was, had been hurt or something. I agree with the defensive end of it. And just having Spreewell and Weber, the size of Owens and the athleticism and the youth, 
uh, combined with just like uh, their ability to, to, I mean, they could shoot and then they can go to the basket. They, they would have treated the uh, 90, 91 Warriors team worse than the, worse than the, uh, than the Sonics did in the playoffs. <laughs> right. Like, uh, so, you know, that dunk, that famous dunk of, uh, Weber going full court behind the back and then dunking on Barkley and Barkley falling over, which I was at that game. <laughs> 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 Everyone was standing the whole time. Um, yeah. and, uh, like the whole game <laughs> and, uh, you know, like that, would have been on Alton Lister, you know, uh, it, w- it would have been way worse. So to me, like, I think the 93, 94 team um, is definitely because like that was when the Warriors all of a sudden had the Weber Spreewell athletic dudes uh, who, you know, had attitude and who were of a younger generation that, you know, I grew up looking up to and, you know, they were on the map. We had the number one pick. We had the guy who was the top high school prospect. We had the guy who was the best player on, on the Fab Five. Like we had mm-hmm. this notoriety and this, the spotlight that I talked about that, you know, slowly came with the run TMC teams and then this. So like, you know, you know, you mentioned all the stats and stuff. Uh, and, um, you know, like just for me, this team is 93, 94 team was the team that was on a trajectory to become one of the best teams in the NBA. The yeah. uh, I'll still say the um the years that Jordan was out, the which was like, you know, the following season and then the season after that partially uh when the Rockets won. Uh you know, Akeem is Akeem, right? But at the time, I personally thought that, you know, the way the Warriors played, if they got Tim Hardaway back and you had a lineup of Hardaway, Spreewell, uh, Small Ball, uh, Chris Mullen, Billy Owens, Chris Weber, that that team w- was going to be really, 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 really tough to beat. They just had a lot of different guys that go inside, out. They could shoot. Um, they could run. And for the most part, they had guys who could play some defense, right? I mean, yeah. Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, maybe not that great on defense, but, you know, me- they 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 did they did what they could you know and and Spreewell was like a full court ball hound uh, at that point you know the full squad with a healthy Hardaway that that was my Nerf hoop team you know it was just like yeah. you know they were just stacked right like that that's the idea of that starting five with uh, Hardaway Spreewell Mullen uh, Billy Owens and Weber that was just like uh, that was my Nerf hoop te- you know team and it was just like just play that Nerf hoop you know, mimicking all of them and, and I had high hopes for them. I, I did want to go back and actually I uh, just to make a correction. So this is actually the Phoenix Suns team that that uh, had gotten to the finals the year before. So this is a this is a uh, the Phoenix Suns team that lost to the to the Rockets. Oh, uh, right. To right. the Akeem okay. Rockets. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, a similar similar team that that uh, of, of the one that went to the finals. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you think about Hardaway, man, like you know, when he got when he got traded to the Heat, he was in the playoffs all the time. He was like, uh, I think at least one year, you know, top ten voting, top five voting yeah. for MVP. Yeah. So, like, getting him back, getting him and Sprewell back, I was like, this is gonna be the best backcourt in the league. 
you know, and then we have Chris. It was Weber. even the, the Slam Magazine cover, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember reading that article, and like, yeah, you know, Tim Hardaway was like, whatever he said about Spreewell, the difference between Spreewell and Michael Jordan was like, Michael Jordan has bigger hands, you know, and like, you know, uh, Spreewell always dunked two handed. That, that yeah. was it. That's what he said. And obviously, that's Slam Magazine journalism and whatever. But it's just like, <laughs> I remember that. I was like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> it's okay. We don't have Mitch Richmond. We have Spreewell. And, you know, because he continued to surprise with how how good he was, you know? Yeah. Spree yeah. for three. The dude could shoot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what, what could have been, you know, the also the, uh, the thing, the other weird, uh, twist, uh, of history too, that I just realized, or just remembered too, is that Weber and, uh, Mitch Richmond ended up getting traded for each other later, a few years later. Right. So, yep. um, to the, to the Kings, uh, between the Kings and the bullets. So, yeah, yeah. okay. So I, okay. I went 93, 94 warriors, uh, there, there in the, the finals of this tournament. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey there, Oakland Warriors listeners. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yes, I got to admit, when I'm not listening to Warriors podcasts or recording Warriors podcasts, that's my jam, true crime. And honestly, it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because... I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I use my earbuds when I'm outside running. What I love specifically is awareness mode and the earbud tap functions. When you live in a city, you gotta be aware of your surroundings. So you gotta hear those cars, bikes, skateboards, everything in between and beyond. You gotta hear them coming when they're coming right at you. And the tap functions allow you to stop, start, pump up the volume, decrease the volume, all that stuff, super easy. So go to buyraycon.com slash tbpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash tbpn to score 15% off by raycon.com slash tbpn so you're up next and uh you got the 1991-92 uh 55-win Billy Owens rookie year team versus the versus the 2006-2007 Warriors the We Believe team now um I don't have the the year on hand but I believe that by the time We Believe was playing the defensive rules have changed, had changed, had relaxed a little bit in terms of illegal defense. So, yeah, totally. so this wasn't an issue. This wasn't an issue for my matchup, but we have to define the rules here a little bit. Are you, are you playing by 2006, 2007 rules or are you playing by 1992 rules? Um, for sake of argument, let's go with 92 rules because, you know, 
the other two teams that you talked about are in the same era. Okay. Less, okay. Right? Well, you know, there, there's also the, uh, the old baseball rule where you could say, uh, whoever has home court advantage, you get to play by their rules. Kind of <laughs> like in the world series. Uh, you know, if you're playing in the American league, you get to do a DH. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, no, let's, let's, let's play by the old school <laughs> rules. So it's interesting, right? Because like the, uh, we believe team, they eked into the playoffs. Right. And it's, it's, it's interesting with both of these teams because the 91, 92 team is the team that they traded Mitch for Billy Owens, but they had beaten the Spurs and they'd like come up. Like they had that bump of confidence Mm -hmm. and like, they were like a team on the rise. The 06, 07, we believe team, they were like the 90, 91 team to me. They were the team that was uh, 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 kind of like, you know, just coming up. And then the 07, 08 team, was actually the team that was uh, better uh, yeah, yeah. to me because remember they ended up with like 48 wins. So yeah, the 06, yeah. 07 team, the, the we believe team, uh, they end up 40 and 42, right? They had a ton of wins at the end of the season just to barely make it. And then they upset the jazz. Oh, sorry. They upset the Mavericks and lost to the jazz because the jazz had size. Um, but the, the following team, the following year's team, they, got 48 wins and I don't know if it's still true, but at the time they were the winningest team not to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I was so upset and really like pissed off about that, uh, that they didn't make the cut. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's that typical warriors luck. Right. And then that's when everything just started getting, uh, dismantled. I'm not sure. Did they, when did they trade Jason Richardson for Brendan Wright? That was the year after they they went on the We Believe run. So okay, so they, um, so that that was in the uh, the team that uh, that had the great record but missed the playoffs. Right. Okay. So to me, you know, like I look at the ninety one ninety two team. So it, it, it's almost like they're the better team to me. Whereas like the 06, 07 team, they were just getting started Mm -hmm. and you know if you want to just like you know look at net rating you know to to bounce some stats uh the we believe team was 13th out of 30 the 91 92 team eighth out of 27 net rating was 3.7 for them and then we believe uh negative 0.3 i mean (laughs) (laughs) so uh not too good (laughs) so for me like this is actually Pretty easy. I'll go with the 91, 92 Warriors Whoa, team. what? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Yes. I thought this was a no-brainer. Okay. No, I, I will totally go with this team because this had a uh, dream teamer like to be Chris Mullen. This had uh, Tim Hardaway when he was like at the peak of his Warriors power. And they, I, I think they just had an overall better, better team, plain and simple. Like I think they had the best players in the series. I think they have the best two players, you know, no disrespect to Baron Davis, but you know, I'll take, I'll take, uh, 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 Timmy and, uh, uh, Mullen over those guys any day. I mean, you make a good point. You make a good point. Cause we, we, we talked about like in our finals preview, you know, like what, what team has the better, the best player who has the best player in this series. And, yeah, I mean, you you know, you might be right that Mullen and Hardaway at that time were better than Baron Davis and who's the number two? Steven Jackson? Jason Richardson? 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, like Sabrina's martial artist. I mean, we talk about toughness and defense, right? Like, oh, I love that guy. Yeah. I just think that this Warriors team, they had a rhythm and a confidence and a way of playing. You look at the roster, there's names that like, you know, may not jump out at you, but maybe I'm biased. Right. But like, I used to go to these games. Right. Yeah. And like, uh, like they, they would, they would own teams, you know what I mean? Like they ended up 55 and 27, you know, like they were good. They were really, really good. And this isn't Chris Mullen when he was on Indiana. This isn't Chris Mullen when he was just like, you know, backing off and just a, a, a jump shooter watching like Weber and Sprewell do their things. Like this was him right before he went to Barcelona. You know, yeah. this is his run of like scoring of like four or five years straight of scoring 25 points per game in that era of defense. So, you know, I think, you know, people outside of the Bay, I remember feeling like they didn't appreciate Chris Mullen. They just thought he was like some, some random jump shooter, but he had such like, you know, obviously not the best on defense. I mean, he played defense, but slow afoot, but like he was, he was really, really good. And I just feel like the team they had around them, if you want to talk about toughness, right? You have Steven Jackson on the, we believe team and you know like matt barnes and everybody that flowed from that right but i mean you had like i said sharunas marshallonis you had mario ellie uh you had vincent askew i thought was pretty tough and jaron jackson who was just you know like we saw what he became with the spurs that's another guy that don nelson pulled out of nowhere so you know, I, I like this team. I like this team. And there's nobody, neither team has great size, but I think that you take Tyrone Hill, who could rebound like crazy. Uh, you take Alton Lister, you know, like he was playable. He would be able to play, you know, like against the, uh, we believe team for stretches, right? But also this 92 team, they could run, you know? Yeah, like yeah. they just didn't have the size of the Weber team. And, um, you know, uh, obviously, that's what happened when they lost to the Sonics. So, it, it, like, basically, what happened to them against the Sonics is what uh, the We Believe team did to the um, to the Mavericks, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I will say that 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 Sonics matchup, and I think even at the time, was just like, "Ooh, this is a bad matchup," right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, because you, you're right. I mean, I remember they they. I mean, you don't win 55 games by not being good right um you know it it may be a little bit above your kind of expected uh win total or whatever um but uh but it's it's still it's still pretty good right like i mean i think they outperformed their expectations that year but but it's still 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 really good and and they did catch a bad matchup so you know but i i have to say i'm i'm quite uh going into this i'm i'm surprised because i uh, and it's not often you get a, a one seed who is an underdog, but I totally thought they were an underdog. Um, and I think, you know, I, I was thinking that um, you were going to be influenced by uh, recency bias, uh, recency of a 15 year old team. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, but uh, and then and then also that, uh, um, you know, as we've talked about that Sonics match up so much and how much that has colored our, how we felt about that team but uh you know you raised some good points about the 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 kind of balance of the team um and actually you know 
uh, one thing looking at some of these uh, playoff stats is actually Billy Owens uh, in the playoffs had better stats than he did in the in the regular season. So there, there's something to go on. Yeah. About the We Believe team, I mean, looking at them from a statistical point of view, it's just uh, and not going into splits and all that kind of stuff, which uh, hopefully there's some more inclined fans in the in the listenership who are. But um, but they're so hard to evaluate because they're essentially two different teams. Right. The, right. the second half team was just so different uh after that big trade and um yeah it was it was Dunleavy uh, and uh Ike and Troy Murphy yeah 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 for um um, Harrington and Jackson right yeah that was essentially the deal and yeah and it it changed them into a a smaller faster tougher team for Um, sure and uh um but no that's you know hey well I'm 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 surprised that you uh you you picked the them over we believe you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because like the team that you just mentioned, right? Like once they made that trade, they didn't, you know, because they got rid of Jason Richardson, they didn't have very long a very long run, right? <laughs> and so the team that came after the forty eight win team that didn't make the playoffs, again, like that's that team more fleshed out, right? Mm-hmm. So if we were to like put that team against uh, some of these other teams, like you know. It's it, it, it's kind of like a, a weird exercise, right? Because that we believe team had come from behind just to eke into the playoffs, but then they started figuring out like who they were, uh, and then they traded Richardson, and then they were actually more of a favorite in the following season, right? Yeah. So it's um, it, it, I mean, they were all like fun, entertaining teams. I just think that the ninety one ninety two team was a better team like team like just the word team and knew how to play both ends and could play you know different styles yes the we believe team had more athleticism overall but i think they had a lot of rotating parts that uh uh, were similar i felt like the 92 team could maybe do uh, a little bit more and again like the the best players Man, they dominated games, man. I remember going to those and like for the first time in my life, like I uh I was a kid, but I was like expecting them to win, you know? Yeah. Cause before it would be like, oh, uh, you know how now we watch the the Dynasty Warriors and like there's kind of a rhythm and tempo to the game, and but then you know they'll pull it out or something. And with with that team, it felt like, you know, they would had they had their own rhythm and tempo where they would ultimately like just outclass them with uh you know shooting and just pull it out in the end and um you know yeah i i just think that at that particular time uh they are a better team uh i i think that even though they didn't have like a a dominant big man i think they had more size that could possibly bother the we believe team i'll put billy owens in that game you know yeah, i'll put yeah. him against al harrington you know and uh i would put tom tolbert in there <laughs> like, <laughs> so, no uh, no let, let me let me ask you though because uh you know in in doing some research for this i also uh i was trying to look beyond the kemp dunk to see what were some other things that either happened in that series and whatnot um, and man, wow! I I found this uh this uh, uh compilation of all the all the fouls that happened in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and the Sonics were incredibly physical on top of just being more athletic. So so, do you think that that '92 team? Uh, did do you think that 
the we believe team um would was was tougher you know they kind of uh punked uh Nowitzki in that series um, no. would they be able to uh do the same to this 92 team no i mean for some of the guys that i mentioned like no one's punking hardaway um Marielli, tough as nails. Jaron Jackson, tough. Serena Marcelone is tough. Um, is Steven Jackson going to punk Chris Mullen? No, I don't think so. And I also think they have, you know, they didn't, they wouldn't have had to rely on on uh, Mullen the way that Dallas relied on on Nowitzki. And uh, I mean, you could make the argument that this Warriors team on paper, uh, you know, compare them to that Dallas Mavericks team, you know, just off the top of my head, like. Well, who do they have? Like Josh Howard. They didn't have Jason Kidd yet. They got oh Jason Terry, uh, Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, um, like uh, Avery Johnson was our coach. Eric Dampier, former warrior. Big Damp. Uh, yeah, worst nickname ever. Big Damp, also a, a former warrior. So who? Devin George. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Illustrious career with the Warriors. It's true. They didn't have much. They didn't have much. Uh, this yeah. this Mavericks team. Wow, how did they? get the number one seed <laughs> i mean it's the same way the warriors lost to the sonics right it's just a bad matchup yeah, uh, in yeah. 92 right like it was the wrong team that like is uh the warriors the we believe team was athletic tough had tons of shooting had a ton, ton of guys who could run you out of the gym whereas the sonics they had size and they had a uh gary payton who was learning how to play in the nba so yeah. um, well and you know and also you know think about the we believe team and you know we always mention or or the thing that endeared them was that maverick series but uh if you think about how much they got picked apart <laughs> against the jazz i mean they were they were just yeah. dominated in that series you know i mean there was a few you know i think there was one game that if it had gone their way you know maybe it would have uh made the series a little bit longer but uh, they got worked they got yeah. worked by that jazz team so uh, you know, sometimes we remember them more fondly. Yeah. And uh, is that jazz team? Is that jazz team you think better than the 91, 92 Warriors with like, you know, Carlos Boozer and, and um, Darren Williams, Darren Williams. Uh, Kirilenko. I, that jazz team was pretty decent. They they were, yeah. they were pretty good. They, they were a good like team, right? They had like, their, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, system, yeah. but um, I'll still take the 92 Warriors. I don't know. Wow. You, you, you believe in the 92 Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Mullen was like one of the best players in the league, man. <laughs> you bet that one of the best players in the world, right? Oh, you know, it's also a pre Barcelona Olympics, uh, Marcelonis too, who, who, who balled out in that, in yeah. that Olympics as well. And, uh, he had a great season that 92 year. So Steven Jackson, man, if he, if he, if he tried to get into Marcelonis's head, like that, that wasn't going to work. You know, he wasn't getting into Mario Ellie's head. You know, the only person that can get in that team's head was like <laughs> Sean Kemp. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did he. Okay. So, no. so, uh, 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 a surprise non-upset um, through your curveball man <laughs> I, well, I wasn't expecting that um i totally thought it was gonna be my uh my weber pick versus we believe so um, that would have been a fun a fun one but uh it would have been fun be. it would have been fun now maybe, that, maybe that on a it, different show that that <laughs> makes it uh the the weber team versus uh your 90 your 92 warriors um so a lot more guys uh, guarding guarding themselves, I think. Yeah. On this, uh, at least in terms of the fringe players, you got your uh, your Chris Gatlings and your uh, uh, Victor Alexanders um, uh, matching up against each other, which uh, 
Well, probably in most cases, that's a wash. Uh, although I, I would say uh, my Chris Gatling is better than yours. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, hmm, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. It It is a tough one. It is for sure a, a tough one. But um, I think I... I think I already betrayed which way I would go earlier. So huh. I'll let you, uh, uh, hmm. you know, take the wheel for now on this one. <sighs> Had you prepped like uh, your analysis of the Weeble? No, okay. no, not really. I mean, I mean, I guess, uh, I, I guess my my jazz argument was going to be my argument for uh, not that I'm stumping for the Weber team. I mean that. I mean, probably what is the the biggest thing against them biggest strike against them is what i mentioned before is that they were incredibly young and yeah. uh incredibly inexperienced um and you know that probably would carry in a, in a <laughs> in a series to be honest mm-hmm. um where your most important players like weber or sprewell um one is a rookie and one is a, in his his second year yeah. um despite their kind of like you know, Spreewell's toughness. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, thinking about that matchup, I, I think it would be a long series just because I, I, I do think that that 94 team was pretty athletic. Um, and I could see the, um, the 92 team having some problems with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, but, but also the depth of talent, is maybe not there. Now I'm talking myself out of my own team. That I'm thinking, <laughs> but uh, no, like I said, I'm not stumping for them. So um, yeah, I don't know. You make a persuasive argument. I, I, I it would be interesting to see what, uh, what other people think too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I haven't said which team I would go for. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I thought you were going 92 all the way. Uh no, I mean, let me let me uh, like take a quick quick beat on this. It's tough because I almost feel like, and part of this is memory, right? The ninety three ninety four team is a better version of the ninety one ninety two team. Like it's it's part of that process of we got dunked on by Kemp, we you know eventually got Weber, and then this is what the result ended up being, and. I still go back to that team. And here's the thing, right? Like, like the, the 91, 92 Warriors, like they were good, but like the size I mentioned that could deal with and maybe give uh, some problems to the, we believe team, you know, like you could throw Chris Gatling, <laughs> even though he was young, you can throw him against uh, uh, Al Harrington, Beedrins, mm-hmm. whatever, some of the other guys, but they didn't have that extra thing that I feel like, as we spoke earlier, that, Weber and Spreewell offered. And to me, again, it's, it's this weird thing where like, it's like the team, the following year that could have been if Weber didn't get traded, right? Like I talked about, that's the team that could have been amazing. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me ask you before you decide. I mean, I think, I think what it comes down to is do you trust, uh, I mean, cause we're also playing in nineties, nineties basketball. So kind of like individual matchups kind of matter more than, than kind of what you see now where you can kind of zone up on people, send, Mm -hmm. send extra defenders to help Um, just more varied defense, right? Like individual matchups matter more. So I think the question is, uh, 
who who wins the matchup more? The '92 team has Hardaway versus Avery Johnson. Do you think Avery Johnson is going to hold up, or or uh, you know the '94 team? What it has going for it is Weber versus an assortment of Alton Lister, or Tyrone Hill, um, mm-hmm. and do you and and who which team is going to win those matchups? Um, yeah. Because yeah. I think like you know uh, Mullen's going to guard Mullen. Owens is going to guard Owens. I, I mean, maybe, you know, Sprewell, uh, you know, Marshallonis was playing a fair amount of minutes uh, in 92. Um, so, you know, you would probably still go with Sprewell in that, in that matchup too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it maybe wouldn't just be solely uh, uh, Avery Johnson. Uh, yeah. So maybe Sprewell. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the Weber and, and, and Hardaway matchups though? I mean, obviously, I think Hardaway's better than uh, uh, Avery Johnson, but like Avery Johnson, he was really good at managing that team and running that team and having you know dudes to throw it to. I mean, like the more we talk about it, the ninety one ninety two team, like we talked about, they had a better record, whatever, by like five games or something. But like head to head, that's the question, right? Like I, I'm looking at the again the ninety two uh, Sonics roster. It's not that great. Right. No. I mean, they had, they had, they had like some guys at the top. They had Peyton, they had Kemp, uh, they had Nate McMillan, Derek McKee, solid Eddie Johnson, who could shoot. And, you know, Michael Cage, who was a rebounding menace. Uh, so, you know, they had some, some guys, but it's not like they had like all these world beaters at a certain point. Um, and I think maybe the 92 Warriors team had like more playable guys more depth to 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 that extent but i just i think the 93 94 warriors if they played together right not even just like saying which team is better if they played against each other oh man um it it could be similar to the sonic series and i think that might be a reason why i would go with the 93 94 warriors because you have athletic dudes who can do things that your team can't. But again, the flip side of that is Weber was just a rookie, you know, yeah. like you said. He wasn't young. a great post-up player at that time. So that, that 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 actually gets me thinking the other direction too, because that's my argument for, again, like the 92 team beating the We Believe team is because they were like a better quote-unquote team already. So yeah, this is, this is tough, man. This is actually tough. <laughs> you, you have me uh, going back in the other direction. Both teams are really fun to watch, and pretty different. Yeah, just even in the span of a couple of years, they are quite different. Like yeah. in the the term of the terms of the makeup. You know what? Um I, I think I'm gonna go ninety four. I think I think Avery Johnson will hold up well enough in that mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, you know, if he gets in foul trouble and you gotta put uh, Keith Jennings in, that's uh that's gonna be rough. But Mr. Um, Jennings, yeah. Mr. Jennings, <laughs> but uh but I think the athleticism of that ninety four team uh, will ultimately win out, and that and that Weber versus the assortment of bigs on the '92 team. I mean, he's, I mean, obviously he was a rookie, but Hall of Fame talent, right? Uh, yeah, and and it will win out. Uh, you know, the '92 Mullen is much better than the '94 Mullen, um, but uh, maybe you know '94 Mullen will be good enough against himself. Yeah, and you know, ultimately, I think I go with the '93 '94 Warriors too because. Like the 92 Warriors, they were missing 
something, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the big, the athleticism. The 93-94 team, they were missing Timmy and mm-hmm. missing like, you know, some they lacked some experience, but they had all those other like well-rounded pieces. And again, yes, maybe I'm projecting it, uh, as to what they could have been like following season and season after that. But, um, you know, just by looking at the results of the 92 playoffs and seeing the Warriors get whooped by a Sonics team that uh, that bet- bettered them in terms of athleticism and and uh, uh, and size, then, I mean, the 93-94 Warriors have that, right? So yeah. um, I would, uh, it, it would, it would hopefully, you know, <laughs> go uh, longer than the, Sonic series, which was what yeah. like a, a, a one three series or something. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, one. Yeah. Oh god, that's um, rough. But uh, you know, hopefully this one. I guess this is if it were a best out of seven. You know, like I could see it going like six or seven. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so oh. too. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I think I think I think that I think we've called it from the uh, old Warriors uh, playoff teams. It's the 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 champion of this kind of pretty pretty flawed bracket is the ninety three ninety four Warriors. No, but now yeah, go ahead. Now, okay, so lightning round. Um, if we did a pre dynasty Splash Brothers team, one of the one of the Mark Jackson, uh, the two Mark Jackson playoff teams of the Splash Brothers uh, versus uh, without looking at any stats, let's let's year. pick uh, maybe the one uh, the one that uh, lost um, the Spurs, lost to the Spurs, which is the I think that's the twenty thirteen. Got Harrison Barnes rookie, Draymond Green rookie year, yeah. um, Festus, Festus. Okay, so this team versus the Weber team. Yeah, honestly, like, it's funny because my thought process is like, oh, well, you know, the uh, the Weber team was like, they just need, like I just said, they needed some time and some experience. Like, that's what they were missing, but they had, like, all the guys. But then, you know, I'm looking at this t- Warriors team, and it's like, oh, you know, they needed a couple pieces. But, man, I remember watching that team. And Steph is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really pushed the Spurs too. Yeah, Ginobili doesn't hit hit that shot. Yeah, it's a series, man. You know they were forty seven thirty five, right? Only three games off from the ninety three ninety four team. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll go with the twenty twelve twenty thirteen team because absolutely they not only have the best player in a series against ninety three ninety four but they have one of the best players of all time who was just learning his power. I mean, not learning, but he was like exposing his powers, right? Like some of the shots he took against the Spurs and the way he just owned the Nuggets. I feel like, again, these are different rules, right? But I I just think like that's such a transcendent talent. And especially if you're playing like modern day rules a little bit more, but you know, if if we go by your like home and home thing, uh, I, I think this team would steal one from the '94 team, since the '94 team had a better record, so they I guess would have home court advantage in this exercise. But that, and then you know, Clay, and then I mean, Draymond was just a rookie, but I don't know. I just think having Bogut it would be immensely helpful, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they had toughness, and Richard they Jefferson really was. 
long in the tooth, but you know, he's still and David Lee was still David Lee for, for what it was worth. So like yeah, double doubles. Uh, yeah. So again, just the transcendent talent and then they were good and they were like, this was the team, right? Remember how they lost to the Clippers the following year from all those other previous Warriors teams and other teams that I've watched, we've watched throughout the NBA, uh, our fandom and stuff. I felt like this team is ready to make the leap the next year, you know? Yeah. And then they ran to the Clippers. They had some problems, whatever. But like, I felt like when they came out, of, quote unquote, came out of nowhere in 2014, 2015 to win the title, I actually felt like they were on track. It's just that they got beat by the Clippers the previous season. Like this was a team that was showing like what the We Believe team did, you know? And yeah. then uh, uh, should have taken like a, a greater leap the the next year but they just lost in the first round so i'll, yeah. I'll go with the uh, the staff team and that team was a few a few turns away from beating the spurs and you know they they had pretty good pretty interesting depth pieces with like Jarrett jack and carl landry yeah uh, coming off yeah. the bench you know so um i think that i think that team would win out i mean you know the that 94 team would definitely put up a fight um you know they had uh Spreewell, weber those kind of things but uh um, yeah, I mean, Steph, all time, all time great. Um, just even, even at that point, he was already, like you said, kind of showing his power. So, you know, yeah. uh, that's why it was a kind of a quick question in, in terms of like, you know, relatively easy to answer, you know, we debated out a little bit, but, right. uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this was a good, this was a, this was a fun exercise. <laughs> I mean, you know, it gives us, uh, some, something to, to kind of go down that memory lane. Now, I, I, I did want to add one more thing in yeah. that um, going through some of these old Warriors teams and like thinking about um, how I got into basketball. And uh, I really wanted to try to find uh, one of the one of the playoff teams that had Manute Bowl on it, yeah. um, because, uh, you know, going to my first basketball game, I mean, I had seen him on TV, but. Uh, I remember early on in the game going into the lower bowl, like they were just on the court and it's just like just being amazed at the size of all the players and especially Manute bowl. Yeah. And I mean, he was such a fan favorite. I, I think he was a, a favorite of yours too. Yeah. And I really wanted to get him into this somehow. And maybe on a future episode, we'll, we'll, we'll work in some past warriors, uh, uh, a little bit, but, uh, yeah. I remember he, he's a, he's a fan favorite of yours too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, when the Warriors were just mediocre, he was like, you know, Don Nelson, the, uh, he would just have him jack up threes. And, yeah, you know, everyone would yell, Newt. Yeah. And they started selling shirts that said Newt, you know, with like four U's or something. It was entertaining. It was literally just entertaining. And that, that's, and, and he's Warriors. a great shot blocker, you know, so it, yeah. uh, it, it, it wasn't, he wasn't a novelty piece, you know, he, he had a role on, on the court and they, Absolutely. You know, um, especially in that era of basketball, right? That rim, rim protection was, was, uh, was a, you know, a little bit different than it is now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I did also want to say, uh, you know, I know this is, uh, uh, at the end here, but, uh, I just, I just have to get out my, my minute bowl, uh, my, I have a minute bowl, um, theory, or he's always inspired me to think of this and it doesn't have to be minute bowl, but thinking of him, being a uh, a crossover or dual sports star so here's the thing why don't uh you know football season is coming up why don't football teams 
get somebody like Manute Bowl size or Taco Fall or whatever to come in just to defend field goal attempts. Like you get like this giant guy to stand there and try to block field goals. Like it doesn't like that would be worth a roster spot on an NFL roster, right? Like, and then like you just have some, you know, uh, have some big burly guy in front of him and he just stands up behind him, arms up like this. And just think if you, if you could prevent your opponent from scoring three points in half of your games, like, you you'd be coaching executive of the year uh and you can have that idea for free uh so i want to see it and i want to see somebody like manute bull in football pads well hopefully somebody (laughs) with a little bit more meat on him (laughs) but um yeah that's actually not a bad idea and i you know he could only do one thing he wouldn't be able to play emergency backup of anything else but but for uh, three points it's worth it and some extra points yeah i i 100 think that's worth it and you know um that's uh that's actually a very i feel like that's something i would have thought of as a kid when i you know just randomly (laughs) but i don't think i ever have i don't think i've ever thought about that one if you're listening you can you can have that idea for free and then when taco taco falls and be a career ends he can he can play for uh, whomever, Patriots or whatever team. Um, <laughs> is he still in Boston, Taco Fall? No, he just signed into in the uh, like a, a Chinese basketball league, I think. Okay, so he could play for a Chinese NFL team. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo, man, this was a, a fun exercise. It, it, it actually was really, really. Um, you know, we we talk about these teams a lot. We. We, I'm sure individually, like, you know, think about these teams randomly and have memories of them, but to really sit down and look and look at what the rosters were and to like kind of connect the, the, the dots and be like, oh, this team was this and this team was that. It's, um, it's interesting because yeah, these were definitely like a lot of formative years for both of us. And uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny just to realize because like we look at this Steph team now and we look how the dynasty's been and then to think about the 2012 2013 team and just how obvious now it is like that team is better i mean they made it farther (laughs) than those teams did in the in the playoffs yeah that's that's wild man that's wild like the like the uh one of the lesser steph teams was better than all those teams in the 90s to think that's how we feel about it but oh man uh i appreciate uh you Coming on and, and once again gamifying my uh, <laughs> my fandom and and nostalgia and testing my basketball uh, knowledge, man. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. well, and and your uh, your number one seed up uh, upset uh, upset non upset. Uh, you really shocked me. So with your <laughs> uh, with your strident defense of the ninety two Warriors. So uh, I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Always yeah, fun. Thank you. Always, always. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. You can find Aram at Aram Collier, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That is always super duper helpful. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun.
Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.